Thank you, Adam and Lukey, for those announcements. And uh, as the video showed you, you've gotten emails in the last week about Right Now Media. So I just want to encourage you. There's lots of different resources on there. Uh, like, like they like to describe themselves, they're the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. Not every one of those Bible studies is necessarily going to be good. So use your wisdom and discernment if you decide to access that. The kids' material is great, but there's lots of different people, lots of different perspectives. And as we're maturing in Christ, it becomes easier to be able to go, mm, that's uh, you know, uh, the, the different angles that people are coming from. So again, just, just use wisdom. But we wanted to provide these resources for us as a community, especially in this time when people are, are more stuck indoors and with social isolation, so that you can be using these different resources that are, we're putting at your disposal. So we're going to continue today just talking about spiritual formation, talking about being disciples of Jesus. So I want to start with a scripture from Proverbs, and that scripture is Proverbs 4.23. It says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything else you do flows from it. And really, you know, for us as disciples of Jesus, what we're doing is bringing our, our character, <laughs> we're allowing it to be transformed and for us to become new creations in Christ. This is happening at the heart level. This transformation of our character isn't external, it's internal. So that the kingdom of God is an internal kingdom for each and every one of us. That, that internal kingdom that we have is, is so important. Because if we don't allow God to come in and transform us from the inside, what we do on the outside is, is sort of just window dressing. You know, Jesus talked about the fact quite often that, that what comes out of us is what matters. You know, it, that's our beliefs, our heart attitudes, you know, who we actually are. And so this journey of us being disciples of Jesus, the majority of the work that happens is in this us learning to take off our old self and put on our new self. And we put on our new self, not by our own efforts, not by our own strength, not for our own ability, but by our surrender to Jesus, by us putting into practice different spiritual disciplines that we'll talk about in coming weeks. But the one that, that I really want us to get in our heads today is that what is happening on the inside is the thing that's most important for us. And that's where we've got to let God into. Us being changed on the inside means that our ideas are being changed, our beliefs are being changed, our feelings, our habits, our choices, our bodily tendencies, even our social relationships. So this inner world that's being formed in us will ultimately influence and dictate our outer world. Our goal as Christians isn't to be able to have a great knowledge of the Bible or to be able to quote the Bible. It's really important we read the Bible. Like I said in one of the videos I put up this week, it's that we're, especially the New Testament, the Gospels, the New Testament, it teaches us how to live this new life in Christ. You know, we've got to know those. We've got to be reading those, studying those so that we live this new life that we're meant to have. But our goal isn't to quote. Our goal isn't to be able to say, well, this is what the Bible says. Our goal is to be able to take those words, the words of Jesus, the words, inspired words on those pages written by the disciples and, and the followers of Jesus, 
and be able to internalize those and let them become our inner reality so that we're not demonstrating by our knowledge of what we quote, but by what we actually live. And what we live comes out of us on the, out, uh, the, the inside to the outside. It's where it's our hearts being transformed and changed because we are surrendered to God. And as you read the, what Jesus teaches, as you read the letters of the New Testament, as you read the book of Acts, you see the, the reality of a transformed people. People being transformed from the inside out. Jesus makes the constant comparison in, in, in the, between the Pharisees and, and himself and the disciples. And we're going to look at one of those comparisons in just a moment in the book of Matthew. But it, it's so important that we understand that this, this inner transformation, this, which ultimately is obedience to Jesus, is the goal of being a disciple of Christ. Being a disciple of Christ, our goal is character transformation. Us coming under the kingdom rule and reign of Jesus. It means, you know, that as we follow God's ways, you know, we become the good and godly people that we see outlined in Scripture. We don't look at the people of the Bible and go, well, it's impossible to live like that. We actually go, man, I am being transformed into a person just like that. I'm being transformed into a person that's able to live out the words that are on this page, to live just as Jesus lived, to live as the disciple lived. That's what being a disciple of Jesus is. It's us being transformed. It takes over everything, all of our priorities, all of our goals. It's us living an eternal life and existence now. We're not living here on earth going, well, we're, we're here on earth, but one day when we get to heaven, we'll be able to live like this. No, we're bringing heaven to earth in our characters, and we're, and we're going, no, I'm going to live like that now. And so, really, you know, as we do that, we, be, we become purged of arrogance. We become purged of insensitivity. We become purged of self-sufficiency. The church, you know, when we come together, and, and the church is the people, but when these people come together, when we're back gathering together, when we're gathering in our small groups online, these should be places that are incomparable schools of life, that teach people how to live a new kingdom reality, both in us teaching and in our example and how we interact with one another. That's eternal life now. That's the reality of eternal life now. So let's look what Jesus had to say about this in Matthew. We're going to start off, we're going to Matthew 15, verse, we'll start in verse 1 and 2. And, and in this, Jesus is approached by Pharisees. It says, Then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. So these Pharisees were, were upset. They, you know, a rule was not being followed. They were, the disciples were supposed to be washing their hands their, before they ate, and this wasn't happening. And so for the Pharisees, this is a, a definite sign that these are not godly people because, hey, they're not following this rule. Well, we see in verse 3, Jesus replies. He says, why do you break the command of God for the sake of tradition? Challenges the Pharisees and says, for God says, honor your father and mother. And anyone who curses their father and mother is to be put to get death. But you say 
that if anyone declares what might have been used to help their father or mother is devoted to God, then they are not to honor their father and mother with it. Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition, you hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied this about you. And he quoted from Isaiah and he, he quoted this. Their lips honor me, or these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. So then Jesus called the crowd to him and he said, listen and understand. What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. It's a real challenge. You know, we often will talk about, well, hey, we're not perfect. And I know for myself, when I hadn't really had an understanding of discipleship and spiritual formation, I wasn't really guarding what was going on in my internal life. Now, here's the thing, right? We can, we often, we present an image to the world of who we want to be. And so each one of us as followers of Jesus, we want to be like Jesus. And so we, and when we have the opportunity, we cover up, we, we filter our thoughts, we manage what we say, we manage how we act. You know, so we, so we basically go, oh, my internal life is still a little messed up, but I know in my head that I need to act a certain way, and so I got to filter what's going on inside of me, but, and what comes out of my, you know, try to filter what comes out of my mouth, or what actions I take, or what I say, or what I do. That isn't a transformed life. That's where we've got it in our head, what we should do. But there's still transformation that needs to happen in our hearts. There's still, we need to be inviting God in. We need to be inviting his spirit in and saying, Lord, ah, there's attitudes in my heart that have got to change because I want there to be a consistency between what happens in my heart and what happens in my head. So for example, you know, we can be dealing with someone and they really annoy us and we get internally annoyed by them. And then we go, well, I shouldn't be annoyed by this person, so I'm going to respond to them in a way that is, you know, I'm not annoyed. So I'm going to try to behave in a way that doesn't indicate that I'm annoyed, but actually inside, I'm really annoyed by this person. Well, that, that isn't a transformed heart yet. That's a transform, that is our mind being transformed. We understand there's a way we should be acting, but what's going on inside of us is still is still needing to be worked out. Where we, where we want to be is where we don't have to filter ourselves. We don't have to go, this is how I should act, but it becomes an automatic response. That as soon as there's annoyance in our heart, we're like, no, that shouldn't be there. And as, as we, you know, when we realize that, we start going, God, I need to invite you into that. I don't, I don't want to have these responses. I don't want to feel this way about this person. I, I want to see them through your eyes. Change the way I look at people. Change the way I look at situations. And, and this is just one example. But it's, it's the, the, what we want to do as disciples of Jesus is allow our inner self to be transformed so that we don't have to act humble, we are humble. We don't have to try to not be prideful, but we've dealt with pride. 
that like Jesus talks about, you know, that he's in, in talking about something like lust. And he said, you know, it's not the thing that you don't go and commit adultery. It's that your heart actually doesn't even consider it. And we look at that and go, well, that's impossible. Well, it is impossible by our own strength, by our own will. Our willpower isn't going to change it. The best we're going to be able to do is restrict it at times, but then it's going to pop out of us, you know, when our willpower is weak. But if, if when we start identifying that we have a lustful thought or an angry thought or prideful thought and start going, oh, wow, Jesus, I need you to come into my heart in this. I, I want it. I shouldn't have that. Would you come in and transform that? And it, it's a game-changing experience. Because the more that we will call things what they are, just go, that doesn't belong in me. That's my old self. Jesus, I want you to reign that area of my heart, my will, my thinking. Then, then we invite him into that. And, you know, maybe we have to do that many times before it's finally gone away. But each time you invite God in, you're shedding light into that situation, that part of your character, that part of your personality, and you're allowing, and you're saying, God, I want you to transform that. That's the part we play in partnering with God and letting him in. That's repentance. That's us, us truly going, I need my mind and my thinking to change. I can't do it on my own. God, you come in because this isn't the way things should be. That's why Jesus would teach and go, what comes out of our heart is the most important thing. Let's go down to verse 16. Because his disciples didn't understand when he gave this example. And in verse 16, he's, Jesus says to his disciples, he goes, after they asked him, goes, what, what does this mean? He says, are you still without understanding? Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. Let me just put a little caveat on here. In our COVID-19 days, let's go wash our hands. You know, in flu season, let's wash our hands before we eat. There's some real awesome health benefits in this. But like Jesus is teaching, there's a different thing than me catching a virus because I haven't washed my hands and what the Pharisees were implying, which is, oh, they didn't wash their hands. That means that there's something wrong with them in God's eyes, that they're defiling themselves before God because they didn't follow this ceremony. You know, we, we can put way too much emphasis on tradition. We can put way too much emphasis on what we outwardly do. And this happens a lot in our culture. We actually worship things that the flesh worships within the church. You know, we worship great leadership skills. We worship great speaking. We worship great, you know, musicians. We worship those that go out on the streets. You know, we worship those that do things that we wish we could do. But we, we, none, all those things are good. Being a good worship leader is good. Being a good leader is good. Being a good speaker is good. But when we put those things before inner transformation, then we've got, we've got it wrong. We've, as I've said in other times, we end up worshiping the gift in someone 
but we're not, you know, aware of what's happening inside of them. And as a, as a church, we've got to pay a lot more attention. I'm, and here at Lifehouse, but the church overall at this inner transformation. Our, our life groups should be places where people are learning to be transformed. And we've got to be honest, as I'm speaking to leaders here, we, as leaders, we've got to be honest with where we're at and inviting God in. You know, we all are new creations in Christ. That's, that's, that's the uh, reality of where our identity is and where our identity lies. But what we, we, so because we know that's who we're meant to be, whenever we discover parts of our character that don't line up with that, we need to invite God into those. Because all that's happened is those are areas that for whatever reason we have just not paid attention to, we haven't allowed God into, we haven't, we haven't really surrendered to him that we're still holding on to. And any time that God brings them to mind, he allows us to be aware of them that then it's just an opportunity. It's an invitation, not for God to say, look, this is what's wrong with you. This is how bad you are. It's an invitation of God pointing out where we're still living from our flesh and not the spirit and inviting us to live in those areas from our spirit as well. So when you're you're hearing these words I'm saying to us, this is not about condemning anybody. It's about us going, like, like Jesus said, hey, let yourself be changed inside. Let's not celebrate what's going on on the outside of a person, but let's go to the depth of inside a person and bring about that change. Because when that changes, man, the, tr- the transformation is unstoppable. Society will truly be transformed by the church when we focus on this inner transformation. People are transformed. That's what becomes contagious. Good speaking, good worship, prayer, you know, prayer on the streets, good, good media, all these different things. That's not going to transform the world. That's not going to bring the world under the rulership of Jesus Christ. It may help, but it may catalyze. But the reality of the world being transformed by Jesus means the church itself, which is the individual people, need to become under the rule and lordship of Jesus. And that is what being a disciple of Jesus is all about. Here's the uncomfortable reality. And I, I never liked this reality. And when I, didn't underst- when I didn't understand it, you know, when I was living under more of a legalistic mindset, I always wanted to blame someone when something was going wrong inside of me. If they treated me better, then I would, I would be fine. It's their fault. They should have done something different. You know, and, and, and I would want to try to control the people around me because if I could control them, then I could, you know, I could control my own reactions. If just people would talk to me better, if just people would interact with me better, then I wouldn't respond badly. But that wasn't the issue. The issue wasn't other people around me. And let me tell you, in all, for, for us, the issue is not other people around you. It's not that people need to dress differently to not tempt you. It's not that, you know, if, if your spouse treated you better, then you wouldn't get angry. It's not that, you know, if your boss was, was better at how they interacted with you, you'd be able to be you know, better in, in how you interacted with them. It actually, all the onus, all the responsibility is on us. I get to choose how I react. I get to choose whether I'm transformed from the inside. 
I get to choose those things, and, and then I get to, you know, again, it's not by my willpower. My willpower is used to say, God, I need to invite you in to transform me because this is a problem. I admit it's a problem, and I need your, your help to fix this. That's our, that's our part in it, and then inviting God in. But we can't go, God, if that person would change, then everything would be great. That's not us taking responsibility. That's not transformation. That's us actually putting the blame on somebody else. But as we, you know, who we are in our worst circumstances tells us, shows us the areas of our character that are not yet transformed. So if under pressure, I react in anger, if I'm short with people, if I, if I, you know, those are just a couple examples off the top of my head. If when I'm un- who I am under pressure demonstrates the areas of my life that still need transformation. And when we see them, let's rejoice. Not rejoice that we aren't transformed, but it's like, God, thank you for letting that thing in my life be exposed because I can invite you into that and now you can transform that area as well. Remember, God is a God of love. He's a God that cares about you. He's a God, he's God you know, that died for you so that you would be in perfect relationship with him. He's not, he's not surprised by anything or disappointed by anything that's going on inside of you, but he is inviting you into in that relationship in that moment to invite him in because he wants to root out the areas of our life where we're still living our old transformed ways so that we can truly clothe ourselves with Christ in all ways, and that will be that much more effective in this world. So don't be afraid or embarrassed when God highlights something that you've got to change. But just see that as an invitation. And let me tell you, as someone that's been, been on this journey, it's a constant invitation. I, I don't know that, you know, I know that I'm going to constantly have opportunities throughout my life here on this earth that as I'm learning to live and being trained to live for eternity, where God's going to be able to point things out where I need to grow in faith, grow in character, grow in patience, grow in these different things, and let me embrace each and every one of them, I hope, in a way that just invites God's in, God invites God in and says, okay, God, change me. Change me. So as a community, as we're on this journey of discipleship, Let's focus on our internal realities. Let's allow God to change us from the inside out. Let's not be embarrassed by the things or or let's not get down on ourselves about areas that God's still working on in our life, but let's be honest about them. Let's invite God into them. Let's rejoice as God shows us them and just keep pressing into God despite any faults or failures or weaknesses that we might have, but let's not stop pressing into him and inviting him into those situations so that we truly will be changed. Guys, I thank you so much for being with us this morning. Uh, For those, I've been putting up videos on YouTube. I'm trying to put up one every day, like Monday to Friday, just short two to three minute videos about spiritual formation, character transformation. You can go back and look at them last week. For those that are not on Facebook, we'll try to figure out a way to get them up so other people can watch them as well. But just encourage you to, to go to those encouragements during the week. 
and just keep pressing into God, keep being awesome people, keep following Jesus. Have a great week. Take care.